This is the Pro-AV Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on market scale. Nowadays, we put a lot of AV on the ones and zeros. They want more features, but they want to see less hardware. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of MarketScale's Pro-AV Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. And today I'm sitting down with Nairi Hollingsworth. He is group leader for UCC services at MITRE. And Nairi Hollingsworth is here at Infocom 2019 to give a presentation called Navigating Difficult Customer Conversations. Uh, When I was trying to decide which seminars I wanted to uh, attend while I was at Infocom, this one really caught my eye because I think it's something that speaks to anyone in AV. Everyone in AV, to some degree, deals with... uh, some level of customer service and you know the customers aren't always uh, the most friendly people to talk to um sometimes as someone's had a bad day there are some difficult things that you have to say about the product or about the project and that creates difficult conversations so how do you get around them how do you come out um still maintaining a positive relationship with that client on the other end um what things do you need to take into account as a professional these are all things that nairi is an expert at so we're getting his oh he he raises his eyebrows but hey you are an expert sir so we are gonna get your insight on it nairi welcome to the podcast how are you doing thank you so much daniel thank you for having me nice yeah. to, to be on with you yeah absolutely um so this obviously isn't your first rodeo here with infocom um how many times have you been before i have been to infocom this is maybe five or six there was a long period of time where i wasn't coming to the show because it just happened every year yeah i had a project going and i just wasn't able to make it but I, this is probably about the fourth or fifth one in a row for love me, it you know in, in, the, in the most recent history and then prior to that obviously like i said about seven eight years ago i came out here a couple times as love well. it very different then than it is now yeah, but yeah it's really yeah. cool to see it grow I I think it's clear, obviously, Infocom reflects changes in the industry, but it's cool to see how the environment of the show also evolves year to year. I mean, I I can't really speak to it personally. This is my first one, but based on... Based on what I've learned from other people and how they've described the show and the energy, I feel like it continues to get uh, more energetic, mm-hmm. more lighthearted, and and more of a, a community-focused sure. event. Yeah. So it, it's really exciting stuff. Um, tell me a little bit about your experience so far. Uh, the, the experience at the show has been great this year. It's, this one uh, is very different for me. Um, because I have a little bit more name re- recognition in True. the industry out there. So, you know, I'm getting, Mr. Stopped, Influencer. In, getting stopped <laughs> in the hallway a little bit more, meeting some people, having people walk up and introduce themselves to me, Yeah, you know, um, as opposed to me introducing myself to them, you know, at, at first has been different. Yeah. But it's been welcome and it's been very, uh, I think it's been a very good thing because one of the things I want to do is, you know, I don't want to hoard my knowledge. I want to be able to at least impart something positive on the community and, and give back to an industry that's done, done a lot for me and my family. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's exactly what you're doing here with this session coming up today. Um, Again, it's called Navigating Difficult Customer Conversations. So when we look at just that session, why did you want to approach that topic you know, sure. why, why was this what you wanted to come present on and impart your knowledge so it's like you said in your introduction the customer service is one of those things that we're all doing it's, it's a business that we're all in um, and this is this was something that I thought was you know I thought it would be a cool topic of conversation I had no idea that Avixa would actually bite on it and accept the proposal uh-huh. that I submitted um, but they did and you know they they approached me with the opportunity it's weird because I was thinking 
you know, prior to them reaching out to me, it's like, you know what, this will really work better as a facilitated conversation. Mm -hmm. And then I got an email maybe like two days later. It's like, hey, would you mind? How what do you think about doing this as a facilitated (laughs) conversation? I was like, I was thinking the same thing. So, you know, it was good to be able to sync up um, and and be in line with what Avixa was expecting for that class. And we're we're actually going to uh, be doing the class in a different room setup, you know, where the the setup of the room is is considered one of the more intimate conversation rooms. So not going to be any PowerPoint or anything like that. It's really, you know, one of those open spaces to where we can do a lot of different things and really facilitate, you know, a, a very small group discussion and, and, and use the people in the room yeah. uh, to kind of get the knowledge out as opposed to me being, um, as, as they said, the sage on the stage. Right. Because, you know, yeah, I know a lot, but I don't know everything. Right. And, and we, we may have 100 years of experience in that room when we get in there. And, you know, that experience matters. And, you know, just because you know something doesn't mean the person next door to you um, can't get any get, can't get something out of it. And so I want to peel that out and, you know, and get people to talk to each other and share those experiences, because that's what we come to these conferences for. Right. And I mean, I think intrinsically to the topic, it's something that is so case by case. You know, like, yes, you can generally give a, a guideline for how you should approach these conversations, but that is what's so important is that I think you need the context from all those people in that room for everyone to walk away saying, ah, so if I ever encounter something like that, um, now, now I know how to approach it. Um, you know, I think the AV industry in the last several years has, I think in, in all facets gotten closer to being a customer service driven industry. Um, you know, we're not just seeing companies rent out their tech um, and then step away or, you know, help set up a show and then step away. They are the creative directors. You know, they are the ones leading the show, being the, the brainchild behind delivering a show like Infocom um, or even something more local for a company. So why do you think it's so important to be having this conversation about customer conversations at Infocom 2019? So you, you hit, you, you hit the nail on the head. The industry is becoming more, uh, end user focused. Mm. And a lot of the people, you know, you'll, you'll hear a lot of integrators and consultants look at me as an end user. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not the end user. The end user is my CEO's administrative assistant right. that has to go in and set up the room. And right. I need to make it easy for her to do that mm-hmm. or him or her to mm-hmm. do that. Um, so to that end, you know, we we all have to understand that as first of all, this industry is very small in the grand scheme of things, in the grand scheme of technology organizations and businesses in general. Um, there's a lot of runway ahead of us in terms of growing customer adoption and things like that. And as our solutions get more simplified and, and available to customers that may not have been able to afford them in the years past, you have to have a different level of, of, of sales approach. You mm-hmm. have to have a different level of customer outreach um, in order to reach those markets that, that you just haven't touched before. And these aren't these aren't people that are buying these products that are specifically te- technically Adept, you know, you're you're definitely getting closer to the end user um, than even my level is, and so to that end, it's very incumbent upon any organization, whether you're a manufacturer, whether you're a consultant, whether you're an integrator, to be able to speak that language and to understand that they don't all speak your language, but at the end of the day, you have a collective goal to deliver a solution for that organization. Right, exactly. So let's look at what the takeaways are going to be from this presentation. I know you don't want to give it all away sure. yet, um, but you know, what do you hope people get out of this um, this facilitated conversation? And what are some of the key points for navigating customer conversations that you can apply to any conversation? Because, like we said, right. they are case by case, yeah, but there absolutely. are there are some um, 
generalities that, that you can apply. One of the key takeaways that I hope comes out of the room is people understand other people's perspectives. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, everybody's got a job to do. We're all trying to achieve some sort of mission or goal and, and really just be able to put yourself in that person's shoes and, and kind of get around whatever conflict that you have, you know, either personally or, or with that particular project and move the agenda forward, whatever that agenda is. Mm. That's really the key takeaway. Other than that, you know, just really understand that based on those perspectives, people are going to react a certain way and, and, and just figuring out how you act to those reactions to kind of defuse that situation. And again, get to the point where you guys can both move, move forward and, and move that agenda uh, forward as well. Love it. Yep. So what are some of those basics when we approach a customer conversation sure. that you've learned in, in your time at MITRE um, and in the industry that you think professionals should apply to any of their, you know, customer service focused conversations? One, you got, you've got to understand, you know, what, where people are coming from, mm -hmm. where that's the, that's the perspective piece, but also, you know, just be honest and upfront with people and just let them know like, Hey, this is what the situation is. You know, these are the facts that we're working with. And, you know, based on these facts, how can we move forward? Um, and at the end of the day, just, just really just taking it down and understanding that, you know, in, in a lot of ways, nobody's going to die if a certain thing doesn't get done, <laughs> right. you know, with whatever we're doing. You know, there are certain industries, you know, the military, medical, yes, somebody might die. But otherwise, right. you know, it's, it's really not that serious. Mm -hmm. And just being calm about it and just saying, hey, you know, I know we have this conflict, but this, how do we move forward? And that's that's been my uh, key to success, I would say, in, in dealing with people, you know, over the years that I've been doing this in AV, you know, us as AV professionals, we touch Every part of the organization from the person fresh out of college mm -hmm. to the CEO of the organization. So you, you, nav you have to navigate a few different personalities. And, and as part of that, just understand that those personalities have motives. They have things that they're trying to do and just trying to, you know, align your motives and interests to their motives and interests and see where you can come together um, to move to move forward. Yep. So what are some of the more common kind of critical conversations that UCAV professionals having with their customers. You know, if you had to kind of categorize them or or lump some of the key issues yep. that pop up more often than not. So, and we'll touch on these in the class. But number one, typically, is price. Mm. You know, you you often have what I've seen throughout my career. I've kind of been on that other side as a customer, um, but I've also heard these stories that you know a customer wants. You know, maybe they want a million dollar solution. They have a million dollars worth of scope and a hundred thousand dollars worth of budget. Right. You know, and so how right. do you, you know, come to that compromise and, and figure out, OK, this is what we can do for that uh, to get you where you need to be. Right. Um, second thing that typically comes up is is that scope piece, you know, and, and delivering the right solution uh, for that organization, because you got some companies out there that want to sell you everything under the sun when maybe you only need the moon. You know, and you got other organizations that, you know, try to go and, and get the best. They, they want to buy the best buy solution when they really need, you know, a fully integrated, customized solution to to deliver the kind of impact that they're trying to uh, achieve at their organization. So those are the two things that I tend to see most in most in my career. Those are the two things that I've had to deal with the most um, because internally, you know, I have my internal customers and that's what I'm typically battling against before I call out an integrator. You know, I'm, I'm talking to the people that are actually going to use the system and say, how important is this to you? OK, if this is what you want, this is how much it's going to cost and, and, and working that negotiation that way. And like we said at the beginning, I think it's hard to really generalize a lot of this. I mean, it, it really is a case by case thing. Um, 
and you having been in the industry for a while now, um, I think you have probably plenty of difficult conversations that you can pull from. Um, so, you know, without getting too specific, uh, what are some examples of conversations, you know, let's, let's do two or three that really showcase everything you just touched on. Um, some of those commonalities, uh, the fact that professionals in AV need to understand perspective, you know, they need to understand the weight of the project, you know, whether or not to treat it like it's the end of the world or not, right? Um, yeah, go, go ahead and give us uh, and give our audience some some perspective and some context on specific conversations you've had. So I had a pretty big knockdown drag out scope conversation at my <laughs> last stop, and I'll leave that company to remain nameless. Uh-huh. Um, but at my last stop about, you know, the design and the auditorium space, um, and not to give get into too many specific details, but I had to go back and forth with some people that weren't quite as technical um, about a technology solution um, that, you know, I in previous organizations would have been left exclusively to my domain. Um, and at that time, I was pretty new to that organization as well. So I had to learn a lot you know, about myself and what I felt important. And also, again, that perspective piece um, to help me understand. It's like, okay, they are saying these things for a reason. I need to understand that reason so that, I, you know, when I come back with my counter arguments, you know, it takes that into consideration as well. And hopefully we can come to some middle ground that will, again, help us achieve this project and move this project forward. Um, a second one early, very, very early in my career, um, you know, more of a, a technical support issue, um, but a, obviously a customer service issue as well. You know, I walk into a room and I'm, you know, trying my best to, you know, set up someone on a last minute request. And the person comes in the room and, you know, you know just starts barking at me mm-hmm. and he's like, OK, why isn't this, that and the other done? I just took a deep breath. Yeah. I said, how are you today? <laughs> and it totally diffused the situation. Yeah. You know, and I was able to explain, you know, to this person, you know, hey, I'm here to help you. I just got the request five minutes ago. You'll be up and running in five minutes. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sorry we're delaying your meeting a little bit. But, you know, this is the best we can do with with, with the facts that we have on the ground right now. So, you know, those are two uh, examples of situations. But, you know, I've I've had that price conversation um, again at, at, at other organizations where, you know, they you know, the organization was asking me to do, you know, half a million dollars worth of stuff. And, you know, when I gave them the half million dollar price, they were like, well, no, we can't afford that. I was like, OK, well, tell me what do you want to cut? Right. You know, and just you know, being able to have that honest dialogue. And again, I wasn't going to try to tell them that they could actually get what they were trying to get for the budget they were trying to tell them. I was like, look, if we if you want this, this is what it's going to cost. If that's too much for you, you got to tell me what you're willing to compromise on and just be open and honest about that and have that conversation. And, and, you know, in my experience, once you, you know, get to the honesty piece and you get the facts on the table and you understand what's important and what's not important, you know, the conversation tends to go in a a completely different different direction and you get to some sort of resolution that gets you to a product that that works for all parties. Yeah. Let's um, break down that first conversation you mentioned. So you said that you had to interact with and explain a lot of technical um, jargon maybe and just concepts to a third party that did not understand right. that. Is that something that you're seeing more AV professionals have to deal with today? Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. Because AV is a lot more ubiquitous now. You know, you, everybody's got a, a, a phone, uh, everybody's got a camera yeah. and a microphone in their pocket. Mm-hmm today right 20 years ago that was not the case very true you know so there's a different level of expectations that comes with that you know as people as as these products get more consumerized um and they become more available in the world 
you know, people think they know more than what they might actually do. And so you, you're, you're having to explain things that seem very simple to us as AV professionals because we live and breathe this stuff every day that, you know, the lay person that just has, you know, the iPhone in their pocket, you know, really doesn't fully understand, you know, when you're talking about, you know, audio coverage and, and video camera angles and things of that nature, you know, it's, it, it sounds, you know, silly and cliche to us, but again, everybody doesn't have that uh, perspective on the, the usage of that technology and what a, a good solution, the, the, the really big difference between the right solution and the okay solution and the, and the, and the bad solution for that particular situation. So then who is it on to be more educated? Is it on the AV professional to be able to reduce that information down to um, a form where other parties can understand it even Mm -hmm. if they don't understand the tech? Or is it more on those other parties to educate themselves and for the industry to help clients better educate themselves on what the technology is? I think it goes both ways. I think the industry does have a lot to do in educating the clients on what they don't, the things that they don't quite understand. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's one of my biggest, you know, if there was nothing else that I left here with is, you know, me being able to impart that on the rest of the industry. Um, Because people like me are a rare breed on the corporate side. And I don't think they should be. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think, you know, I think the industry and the integrators and the manufacturers could do a a lot better job of educating that, you know, what they would consider me in user community about the proper solutions so that these things are budgeted correctly, so that they are scoped correctly, because those are all things that are going to happen internally before I pick up the phone to call the integrator. I'm going to work all that legwork before you get there, because it's a lot easier for me to do it internally. And having all of that knowledge, you know, about budgets, about scope and intentions in-house, as opposed to relying on someone external from the organization um, that doesn't have the quite the same fiduciary responsibilities to the organization. Um, so I think it goes both ways. Now, as an AV professional, yes, we need to be able to explain complicated things very simply um, because, you know, where I see this thing going is, yes, uh, a lot of our products are being commoditized. But to me, that just means they're going, there's going to be more of them out there on the market and it's going to be more stuff for us to support. And people are going to have more questions about how to how to use these things and how to support these things and how to manage these things. I don't think anybody's in, in danger of losing a job in this business. I think we're actually one of the technology disciplines that has a pretty uh, significant growth trajectory. And so to that end, we've got to be smarter about talking about the outcomes that we're uh, we're trying to deliver as opposed to the technology solutions that we want to buy. And, you know, I, I think I think you're right that the AV professionals do have a certain responsibility to educate their clients. Um, but I think it can come from a, a more proactive perspective in the form of educational content, in the form of, you know, when you begin that relationship with them, you provide something that is, is easy to read or easy to watch or listen to that helps break down some of those concepts or something based on their project. That way, it's not up to the individual AV professional to have to re-explain these concepts to the client every single time they have a new client. Um, it's something that we see at my company, um, which is not an AV company, but still, we have clients and we educate them through educational videos, short, minute and a half, two minute videos that we make sure they watch. That way, when they have questions, we say, hey, you do have that video. I promise you that's going to answer everything that, that you uh, you need answered. 
And that's that's been my approach to internal, you know, uh, systems training um, as well. And I think that goes a long way uh, to helping people understand kind of all the hard work that goes into making the solution highly available and easy to use, you know, because there's a lot of stuff that we need to do on the back end to make that happen. Um, and that uh, most people, most end customers just don't really fully appreciate. Um, so, yeah, we, we've got to do a better job of educating them, you know, on, you know, how the things work. Um, obviously not overwhelm them with too much information, but give them the basics and, and make sure they understand what, uh, again, what the outcomes that we are trying to deliver. And then the second example you brought up um, where, you know, you were basically called out to a job and you had to basically be in a technical support position and the end user was upset that said thing was not fixed yet. Um, I feel like that's just an entirely different ball game because really what you're dealing with there is less about the technology and really it's more of a like sociology thing i mean really you're just trying to appeal to the person and trying to get them to become level-headed under understand where you're coming from as a professional and that is i mean not to be taken lightly that is a skill that is difficult to master as a professional not everyone can be cool calm and collected like that um and if you begin to show stress and you begin to show uh, unease or even anger at the fact that the end user is angry at you, that's only going to amplify the situation. It's going to make it worse, and they're not going to be happy with you as a customer service agent. Absolutely. So we are in a technical, technology-oriented trade show. Yeah. You probably won't hear any conversations about technology in my class, and that is quite deliberate. Yeah. Um, because a lot of this is, you know, the point of this conference is to give the put the inject the human element back into everything. Um, and that's really, you know, we talked about key takeaways. That's that's probably another one that I, you know, would hope would come out of this class is that people understand that, look, we're all human beings. We all have families to feed. We're all trying to get home safely and all of those fun things. Um, so what does it matter that I'm starting your meeting or, or that your meeting is going to start, you know, five, 10 minutes later than it probably should. Now, granted, the meetings need to start on time. But like I said before, all of that is in perspective. All of these things need to be taken in consideration in the grand scheme. Another thing, like my degree from college is actually in international affairs. Oh, OK. So people say, yeah, you, you, you know, you studied international affairs, but you're in technology. You're not using it. I said, no, no. <laughs> um, I tell people this all the time. The technology that I deal with, that's the easy part. Mm. It's the people. It's the people yep. that I have to deal with all the time, you know, because I'm always asking for money and, and setting budgets. I have staff that I have to manage and, you know, manage their performance and their growth. Um, and I have customers that I have to deal with on a day to day basis because I get all the problems from my team. Yeah. You know, all the problems come to me and I'm, I'm left to address those and, you know, uh, and do the customer service thing with. Them. So, you know, a lot of that looks a lot like diplomacy. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that's that's you know, that's the secret sauce. That's been the secret sauce for me throughout my career. Um, it's just being able to understand that human element, like I said before, um, and interject that into the conversation and, and, and get people to understand that, look, we're all we've got we've got a, a, we all have an agenda. What's our collective agenda? OK, how can we make our agendas match up so that we can, you know, achieve that organization's goal? Right. Yep. Yeah, totally. Um, you mentioned international affairs. It, it got me thinking. I think the AV industry has become more global recently than ever before. Um, and that often means maybe you're working on a show internationally or you have clients that maybe there is a slight language barrier. 
does that typically add more conflict or because there is a language barrier it actually makes things a little easier because there's less misinterpretation no it, it or, actually makes things very hard yeah I that's mean, that's what i figured the, the toughest projects i've actually have have been my international projects and these have been international projects in england oh okay <laughs> yeah right so so no real big language barrier well yeah. i don't know that they, they, they say the united states and england are two countries separated by a common language uh-huh. you know um so you know i've learned that you know culturally you know, the way things are done in Europe is very different from the United States. Right. Um, and that was, you know, that was something I had to learn over the course of those two projects, you know, because, you know, we have a kind of let's go get it done attitude, whereas, you know, theirs might not be so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's OK. You know, it's just different. And, you know, just understanding that. And, and, and again, situations, we got over those situations. You know, things weren't quite up to my standards when I got on the ground over there. But, you know, we had to come to Jesus meeting. And, 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 and again, we sat down to kind of understand our mutual perspectives. Yeah. And, and we were able to get that get get that job done. Love it. Yep. So just to kind of put a cherry on top and wrap things up, Nairi, um, what should an AV professional that is entering the industry mm-hmm. maybe feels like they aren't the best customer service person? Sure. Right. You know, they, they didn't get trained on on having those human interactions. They're there to service the, the technology or, sure. you know, how, what takeaway do you hope they get from this session or what best practice or tip can you impart on them to hopefully approach their customer conversations from sure. a more productive standpoint? Yeah. Uh, like I like I like I keep saying, just understand that other side. Put yourself in that person's shoes. Yeah. Um, because a lot of times as technologists, we don't fully understand that. We we look at the boxes and we look at the widgets and we're like, what's wrong with this box and this widget and why isn't it working? When you have someone else on the other side that maybe have the, you know, the CEO of the company breathing down their neck to get that meeting up and running and they've got catering to worry about. They've got other speakers and, and, and guests that need to show up and be there at a particular time and make, you know, slides that they need to prepare. You know, all of these things need to be taken into context. So I'm hoping that um, those participants in the room that may be in that particular situation, not not uh, having not as much customer service experience, just understand that, you know, everybody has a job that they're trying to do. And how and understand their place in helping that person do their job, not necessarily doing your job, but how can I help you do your job? And I think when you flip that around and you start to approach it that way, in my experience, you know, everything tends to work itself out. Yeah. And, you know, you do say um, that people need to put themselves in the client's shoes. But I think sometimes that can be difficult too to kind of understand what am I supposed to be reading here? Sure. You know, what what is the perspective that they have that is making them upset or yeah. is making this difficult? Yeah. Um, what are some tips or tricks or like research or maybe on the client that, that you can impart on AV professionals so they can maybe better prepare for those conversations? Ask them. Yeah, just straight it's up. just that simple. Straight up ask. Ask them, how are you doing? What's going on? How can I help you? What do you need? That goes a long way. We don't do that enough. And when you do that, like I said, in my experience, when you do that and you just stop and then you abstract everything else that's going on, it's like, look, what's really going on here? And you get to that and get to answer that question, you'll find the conversation tends to turn around and transform dramatically from where you might be at that particular point. Amazing. Yep.
Well, Nairi, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. I'm looking forward to your session. Um, by the time this posts, the session will have happened. Um, so, you know, hopefully our, our audience that listens to this gets uh, the main gist of what it is you're trying to communicate. But they should also check out our Twitter because I'm definitely going to be live tweeting sure. and taking videos and stuff of, of what's going on. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that, that session. And if people want to learn a little bit more about you, about what you do at, at MITRE, or um, about you as a customer service professional, sure. where should they go? Uh, so you can find me on Twitter. I'm at H. That's N-Y-E-R-E-H on Twitter. And you can also look me up on LinkedIn, uh, Nairi Hollingsworth. I'm pretty easy to find. Love it. All right. All right, Nairi. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much, Daniel. And thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. And if you like what you heard and want to listen to previous ones, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. Make sure to tune in for more Infocom 2019 content, and you can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.